Welcome to the Northern Logger Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kessler, and I'm also the editor of the Northern Logger and Timber Processor magazine. I'm speaking to you from our office at the Northeastern Loggers Association, based in the Adirondacks in northern New York. All around me right now, I'm surrounded by mountains turning from green to red, and it's just a beautiful time of year here, especially for red maple. And on a beautiful sunny day, it's just gorgeous. So hopefully we'll have more of those in the coming weeks. Earlier in September, I attended the Great Lakes Logging and Heavy Equipment Expo in Escanaba, Michigan. The show is organized by the Great Lakes Timber Professionals Association, and it alternates between Escanaba and Green Bay, Wisconsin every year. So thousands of loggers, foresters, and others attended the show, and there were over 163 exhibitors selling all kinds of equipment, from skitters and forwarders to feller bunchers and cut-to-length harvesters. It's not too often that you get so many forest industry professionals gathered all in one place, and I took advantage of that. So to get a sense of the show and the current business climate of the Great Lakes and Midwest region, I interviewed several attendees and exhibitors from Menominee Tribal Enterprises, to the Director of Forest Sales and Marketing for Komatsu Forest, who talked about the Forwarder Operator Challenge. And here's what they all had to say. Bob Edwards, I'm the Resource Manager with Timber Products Company out of Munising, Michigan. We're a hardwood sawmill and rotary veneer mill. Oh, neat. Okay. Is it just one location? Is uh, it... Timber Products Company has multiple locations across the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Michigan Hardwood uh, Lumber and Veneer Division. And so how's the show going for you so far? It, it went better than expected. You know, with the current market conditions and general economy, I, I thought it would be less attended. And, and mm-hmm. it surprised me that a, a lot more people came out than I thought. Um, and so what's your main goal being here and having a and exhibiting here? The biggest thing for us is, you know, just supporting the industry and, yeah. you know, and I like to come out and, and show the public as much as possible and connecting the forest to general products that they see and, mm. and use. So you, and you have all the different, like, wood species displayed here. Um, so you do all hardwood? Yes. Okay. Cool, cool. Any softwood or? No softwood, and, and really the primary species that we utilize is hard maple and soft maple. It's, it's really in the hardwood region we're settled in, that's mm. the predominant species. Right, and how are your markets these days? <laughs> it certainly could be better. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of product, continues to move. Obviously the prices have been depressed, um, uh-huh. you know, and we're just trying to, to work out the problems and, yeah. and get to a better place. Right, right, right. Where do you procure your uh, your wood from? Um, the saw logs are primarily out of out of Michigan through the UP. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're limited by distance, obviously, for saw logs. Uh, veneer logs, we, we branch out a little farther. We're reaching to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, Ontario, uh, Michigan, and we can mm-hmm. sometimes go as far as New York. Okay, and that that makes economic sense, like trucking it all the way from New York. Uh, 
one could argue that it depends <laughs> on quality you know right you know and veneer has a wide range of quality true true cool well great thanks for talking to me no problem <laughs> Dan Marusha. What do you do? Just drive log truck, that's it. I own yeah. it, I fix it, uh -huh. I work on it, and much everything there is to do. Okay, that's amazing. Okay. You do all the work on it? Uh, about 85% of the work on it. Okay, and what kind of truck do you have? Uh, I got a 2016 Kenworth W900B. Okay. So, 11-axle uh, machine rig. Nice. All right. Big as it gets. And what's your area of operation? Um, pretty much all the UP and Michigan and some in northern Wisconsin. Oh yeah. Okay. Neat. Uh, where are you based yourself? Um, I'm based out of Florence, Wisconsin, which right. is right on the Michigan-Wisconsin border. Okay, okay. So, in this time zone or the other time zone? Other time zone. We're <laughs> okay. in central time zone, not the not right. this goofy eastern time zone. The, go okay. the goofy eastern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was confused because I'm staying south of here in the other time zone. But oh. I had to be here, you know, Yeah, we work with earlier. a lot of people, so it's a lot of mixed matches. That your time or my time we're meeting. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> when we haul with other trucks, we'll... You know, oh, you mean at your time or my time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're always confused. Someone's not always an hour off. Oh, man. You were saying about the markets these days. It's, uh, it's tough right now. Yeah. Um, the paper industry is gone. Uh, we've been on quotas for four months now. Um, a lot of crews, some of our crews got cut off. and have, We've had to make changes to adapt to it. Okay. Um, we've had to switch companies to work for and... Uh -huh. Do you work directly with the uh, logging companies or um, mills? I work, I work for a logger. Um, okay. He's probably one of the bigger loggers in the UP, um, Jeff Jacobson out of Felch. Um, I worked for him. I've only been log trucking for five years, and I worked for him right from the start. Mm. Um, mm. All right. So I, and then we work for basically two of the big land companies up here, Lime. Uh, Lime Great Lakes Timber and Sage Timber Plugging. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we basically work for two big timber companies. Right, right, um, right. So we pretty much just haul for under two big timber companies. Yeah. So they right. set our quotas with the mill. Okay. So every week we get told how many loads of what we get to bring to what mill. Okay. We have different mills. We have a hardwood mill in Quinnisec, which is next to me. Um, we have a softwood and hardwood mill right here in uh, Escanaba, mm -hmm. um, and those are, and then we have a, an Aspen mill in Savola, Michigan, LP plywood. Oh yeah. So um, those are pretty, and then we have all our little saw mills for logs and stuff like that. Uh huh. Oh yeah. So it's uh, everything is tight right now. Nobody can get rid of lumber. Huh. Uh, nobody can get rid of paper. Yeah. It's, it's very tight right now. Yeah, I mean, lumber prices are pretty high, though. Yeah, but um, no, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to buy it. Nobody's got orders for it right now. Yeah. Oh uh, so, Okay. Yeah. Right. I guess that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's very. It's very not good right now. This our industry is not good right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of people went out of business this year, and there's a lot more that are going to be going out of business this year. There's a lot of machines that are going back to the bank. Right now. Are they? Yeah. Oh God. It's uh. It's a very very tight ship right now. Yeah. So you're talking this year since March or? Uh, um, pretty much since around May. Oh, okay. May to June. Okay. Um, we have breakup up here every year, which is usually 
end of March, beginning of April, and we're usually yeah. off for about a month. Yeah. Um, just okay. to stay out of the woods for it to dry up and right, the frost right. to come out. Right. Um, it really hasn't been good since breakup. Mm. We haven't mm. had it, and it's going to get worse. It's getting tighter and tighter every day. So, and how are you managing that? <laughs> Wisely. Okay. Um, good. It's, oh, okay. Um, it's very tight right now. Um, it, it's, you, you do limited repairs right now. You only do the important repairs right now. Yeah. Um, fuel prices are going back up again. So you try yeah. to, you know, you try to manage your fuel a little better. Mm -hmm. um, of course, with the Michigan trucks up here, we get about uh, three miles to the gallon. So well, uh, we go through a lot of fuel. Yeah. Um, anywhere between two and three thousand dollars a week in fuel right now. A week? A week. Um, I probably got about eight to ten thousand dollars worth of tires to buy today. That's the whole reason I come to the show is to buy my tires and about eight to ten thousand dollars worth of tires. To buy today. So that's a deal. That's a deal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, great. How yeah, many so tires do you need now? Ah, uh, eleven axles, twenty-two tires. We get right. so specials on. I buy tires from one company. I buy my tires from Pomp's Tire. Oh yeah. Um, 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 the salesman for Pomps is actually on the fire department with me in Florence, so I'm a close friend with him and I've been buying my tires for him from probably about 10 years now. So right. I used to drive over the road. I've, I've had semis since I was 18. Um, I got it. But I used to drive over the road. Um, huh? I came off the road probably about eight, nine years ago now. Uh -huh. um, and I bought my, I drove long truck for different people and then five years, I just had my five year anniversary of my own. Congratulations! So, thank you, appreciate <laughs> um, So no, I come, every year I come here to buy my tires pretty much. That's the main reason I come here. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll put them on around either deer season, which is November, yep. or when the ground freezes, whichever one comes first is when I'll put my tires on. Right, right. So we, we always put new tires on when the ground is frozen. Yep. Um, Cause if you put them on when it's muddy, you'll chew them up right away. Okay. So that's how we, <laughs> so I come here every year just to buy tires. Yeah, and so, you need need them once a year. Once, once, once a year I buy my important tires on. I gotta buy 12 drive tires and two steer tires. Okay. And then I'll I'll buy a couple sets of trailer tires while I'm here. I don't need trailer mm. tires, but I'll buy a couple sets while I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but no, it's a pretty it's a pretty tight game right now. Yeah. Like I said, we're doing only important repairs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got since breakup, I probably put about fourteen thousand dollars into just repairs, and I just rebuilt my motor. That was thirty-two thousand dollars. Okay. Um, two weeks ago, I put a new motor in my truck. So. I see. Um, but that was kind of a necessity. You can't drive without a motor. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. Really want to spend thirty-two thousand dollars, but yeah. I had to. So. Do you have a, a warranty on your truck? Um, or? I got a parts warranty for about a year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but that's about it. Just a little shop in town did it for me. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, did you buy your truck new or? Uh, no, I bought mine used. Uh, actually, from the guy that I hauled. So, oh neat, okay. Yeah, I bought it from him. So. Cool, cool. So you started yeah. out working for somebody else? I started then... out, I, I mean I hauled for him right from the start but I had yeah. a different truck and then um, about a year and a half ago I sold mine and I bought one from him. I was saying that I read the New York Times article a while ago sure. and you, you said it was pretty it's accurate. It's, yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, everyone that 
that gave some type of response or answered any interview questions directly works for MTE. Right. So right, yeah. you know, everyone shared their their story and their part of uh, you know what MTE is known for. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. And what do you do in the company? So, so my name is Rainer Schroeder. I'm the uh, chief operating officer uh, for okay. MTE, Toronto Travel Enterprises. I oversee. Um, a small portion of the timber harvesting um, operations within the mill itself, uh, mm -hmm. and um, a little bit of the maintenance. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, cool, cool. And what do you do? Um, so I'm Jason Swartz, I'm the sales manager for the company. Um, I don't really handle a lot with logs, um, I do more with uh, lumber, bark, sawdust, and wood chips. Oh, okay. So, um, and so you do like residuals and um, yep. okay. Yep. So okay. in the lumber sales department, we sell everything to the other markets. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. We do have, we do have um, Walker, um, who also runs our log yard, and then he will do the type customers. We're going to sell logs. I see. Okay. But yeah. Boards and residuals. So you don't um, use all the logs from your property for your sawmill. You sell them in the open market, or well, there is certain situations where they sell in the open market. So um, a lot of times it's all based on sawmill schedule and I need uh -huh. to try and saw the wood as it's fresh and it just came up from the forest. Yeah. And if I get an abundance of um, a high value species, I want to put that through my sawmill and maybe I've got something that came in that isn't quite as valuable and I don't have time to stick it in the mill so I will sell it on the open market yeah. while the lumber is fresh or the log is fresh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh. And are they markets within um, Michigan or Wisconsin? Sorry, <laughs> you're in Wisconsin. So really, we're, yeah. Okay. We're, we're global. I mean, we sell everything. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Usually, the sawmills that are buying our logs to resaw them. Um, those, you know, generally are Wisconsin-based mills. Um, now okay. we do sell some of our logs into the veneer markets, which are very global. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You probably elaborate more on the veneer market. That's not my. Yeah. So we do. Um, Thank you. We do uh, <laughs> we do a lot of business uh, for or with Great Lakes Veneer. Um, so ninety oh, percent okay. of the world's skateboards come from Marion, Wisconsin, and Great Lakes Veneer. So we do a lot oh, really? of business with them. Um, you know, in that hard maple or sugar maple, soft maple, mm -hmm. um, just a wide variety of species that, that we sell to the our veneer buyers. And mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, free press, but Kretz mm -hmm. Lumber, who buys some of our veneer logs, uh, you know widely known throughout the world for their veneer and mm -hmm. exporting it. Uh, they have a good program over there and the man that's headed that is Pete Hilger. So he's our go-to guy when we're selling veneer for Kretz or at Kretz. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, and so how are you like managing these days? Like the, the markets aren't great. Uh, I've been hearing from everybody. <laughs> um, are you more like self-contained or? Yeah, I guess I'll take that for a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, it is a commodity-driven business, so there yeah. are the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of the industry. Um, right, right. You know, we're fortunate in that we have been sawing on this site since 1908, um, so we do have a pretty vast and diverse customer base. Um, we're not as affected with some of the markets as some of the other companies are. Um, sure, it hits us, and it can hit us hard, but yeah. like, um, the pallet and crate industry consumes 50% of every log sawed in North America. It's just that every mill, the center of the log is low grade, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, that market kind of crashed this spring, and yeah, we suffered. You know, we, we had to get very creative to sell into some different markets. Um, oh, yeah? 
you know, we moved all of our lumber. It's not always as profitable as you want to be, um, but we were able to move the lumber and, and we're still going. Um, right now the pulp and paper industry is taking a pretty big hit. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not good out there in that industry. Um, no. And so, you know, through our sustained yield harvest and our FSC certification, we are kind of sought after. Um, so in the bulk yeah. paper market, we can still move some material. I mean, right. we can't buy from anybody else and sell it for them. That doesn't work. But uh -huh. all of our FSC certified material, you know, it's still moving. Um, we're going to be around 100 years from now. There's no doubt we're not going out of business. Um, but we are suffering some of the the near-term market hits just like everybody else is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's... So I... Lumber prices are pretty high right now, though. Well, um, certain markets are high, some are low. Oh. And like we're, we're, right now, we're in some historical low maple markets. Um, and, oh, right. And then, uh, like our eastern white pine, we saw for the window and door industry predominantly, and that business is doing all right. You know, oh. we're not hurt at all in the pine game, um, but in the maple game, it's a little tougher. You know. Oh, yeah. It's, and it really depends on where you are, depends on who your customers are, how well you are tied into your customer base. Uh -huh. um, you know, it's all about deep relationships that go back 30, 40, 50 years and you know, try and nurture those relationships and right. maintain them for the future. Right. It's tough, you need your customers and they need you on the flip side. Right, right. Um, and so the article is saying that um, you're having trouble harvesting all the trees on your property to uh, continue with the sustainable yeah harvest. so so we, we work um, on a sliding scale okay uh, so our forestry department um very knowledgeable very skilled in their expertise of how to care for our forest uh -huh. uh, so you know our whole goal is to take care of our forest and give what the you know take what the forest gives us yeah uh, so in saying that you know if it's 20 million board feet this year and we only harvest eight, well, there's 12 million board feet that goes into next year, and then it's 32 million board feet that's uh -huh. available for harvest. So, okay. you know, we're trying to, to one, take what the forest is giving us to, to make sure it's healthy, yeah. and two, you know, trying to find the workforce to do that. So okay. it's very hard, um, yeah. especially in today's day and age, like we mentioned with the pulp. So we're able to move some of that and keep our guys working where other sawmills and other, we'll call them, you know, smaller operations or independent or private, you know, loggers, mm -hmm. they're really feeling it. Where mm -hmm. we take care of our guys in the sense that, like Jason said, we take care of, you know, sending the pulp out. We don't put that on our loggers. That's that's on the company's uh, job to do that. So, mm -hmm. you know, last month for the, for the month of August, we brought in a million board feet of logs, which any other sawmill, probably couldn't say the same um, any other you know independent contractors or loggers you know they, they can't do that just because you know they're, they're strapped for tickets or loads to bolt mills right right but um so are you are you having trouble finding people to, to harvest and if you do all do all hand cutting right yeah we do we do a mix of both there's hand oh. cutting there's processors Oh, okay. um, we have a, right. a wide array of contractors now uh -huh. that either hand cut or use a processor or do both. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, so the, the struggle is finding enough contractors to satisfy what the forest is telling us we need to take out. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're here at the mm -hmm. Logging Expo, oh. trying to promote the good word that okay. uh, 
you know, there is hope. Yeah. And we yeah. can keep people working. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Have you met any logging contractors here that we, uh, you might work with in the future? We've met a few. So what it all boils down to is, you know, at the end of any expo like this, you flip through the cards that you got. Mm -hmm. And if there's an interest, like, you're going to pin that and you're going to make a phone call or send an email. So, right, um, right. you know, giving away a lot of promotional items. We've yeah. given away a lot of cards. Um, now, you know, maybe early or late next week, we're hoping for phone calls and emails saying, we mm -hmm. ran into you at the expo. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we heard what you said. Um, you know, what can we do to, to come help cut? So that's what we're hoping for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So the show's been pretty good for you so far? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We come to this every year. I mean, this, okay. this is the, the mecca of logging, really, this show. They're, yeah. To the best of my knowledge, it's the biggest one in the country. Uh -huh. um, we've met people here. I mean, you're from New York. I've mm -hmm. talked to a guy logger yesterday from Pennsylvania. I've talked to several from Iowa, Illinois. Mm -hmm. um, they're around. Um, you know, and right now they're, some of their markets are hurting. So you talk to them and say, we've got opportunity. We have cutting. And they look at you and they say, well, we might be caught. You know, we don't. We just don't know where we're headed right now. You know, I mean, yeah. we're at a really pivotal, like, this month was like a major pivotal Right, right. If they can get some of their, you know, some of these mills, if they can come back online or bring their capacity up, then we don't get as many loggers. But if the capacity yeah. stays down at the bigger mills, um, then sure, we'll likely pick up some contracts and come to the city. Okay. So, yeah. So you're a producer. I'm located about an hour south of the bridge. Okay. On the west side of the state, Charlevoix and Emmett County. It's primarily where I work at. Uh-huh. Okay. We do primarily hardwoods, but for the last several months, we've been cutting pine just because of the market conditions. Right. Um, pie, uh, softwood is better than hardwood now? Well, our hard maple prices, which were predominantly hard maple, has been it's down about half of where it was last winter. I've heard. What was it like? Twelve hundred down yeah, about to twelve hundred a thousand, and um, right now we're down you know, about six hundred a thousand, so roughly half where we were. Wow. Yeah. What happened? Well, it's a good question. What happened? <laughs> so, Gosh. is it is there is there too much wood in the market? You know, not enough houses being built. Combination. What is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of wood in the pipeline. You know, a lot of lumber, oh. a lot of kiln-dried lumber in the pipeline, and oh. housing is slowed down. Yeah. So, that's a lot of it, and uh, like I tell my landowners, if you don't have to cut it right now, don't. Because you're going to take a cut about 50%. Right. So, pine has been fairly steady. We've been jobbing for a mill, potlatch. Okay. So, we've been jobbing for them in a steady way. Yeah. Not right. getting rich, but you're working. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you you prefer hardwood or? Yeah, okay. I prefer hardwood. Yeah. That's like that's my niche. Yeah. Okay. John and I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the game of logging. Yes. Soren yep. Erickson training. Yep. Yep. John and I have done that for well, first year I did it was '95. Yeah, it wasn't until '97. Okay. So we competed against each other for years. We've been to the nationals and, uh, he's better all right 
some bases. Why won the Nationals in 2007? All right. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. I'll have to get a picture of that. <laughs> I took second at um, the Nationals one year. I took okay. third at the Nationals another year. That one year, he was the last, He was in first place, and he had a leaner to drop a tree. Yeah. It's sort of hard to misjudge the, the height. This is in 2006. Yeah. And uh, I was in fourth place. And then he misjudged the height, so I actually got third place that year. And then the next year, I took first place. Ah. But one mistake, I thank you, Aaron, so much. You know, I, I ragged him on that for years. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, I still nice. got to dig in this year. That one in 2006 in New York, right? Yes. Oh. That was, I, I, I missed to the left. What had happened is that tree had side lean, and it was a short tree. Because I'm used to dealing with regular full trees, yeah. I compensated for that side lean, and I landed directly to the left of my target. Uh, I made my notch, and I looked and went, "Oh, I've got side lean. I need to do this." That was ten thousand dollars up the window. Oh, oh, you get the, that's the price. That was the price wow. at that time. Yes. Okay, yeah. now it's more. I, I think yeah, it's really dropped. The, the next year oh. when I won. First prize was only five thousand, was it? Uh, so in two thousand seven. So when I took second, I took second place in New York in 03, That was five thousand. Then it was ten thousand for first. Yeah. And then in 04, I took third, and it was twenty five hundred. Yeah. That was an anago. And then I couldn't compete for a while. So. Yeah, right. same here. Yeah. So you're Aaron Beschlag. Beschlag. Yeah. Beschlag. Okay. Yep. Um, but do you do all hand cutting then? Nope, I've oh. got a Ponzi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, we've got a harvester uh -huh. and hydro axe and log truck and you know all the good stuff that goes with that. Right. The payments. Right, right, right. You know. And um, you have a crew? Uh, right now, yes. Uh, it's dropped significantly. One of my operators is out with back surgery. Oh. So I went from three full-time guys down to one in myself. Okay. Right now, I've That's just, what it's hired a new guy the other day he's in trial period mm -hmm. but yeah it's tough it's tough finding help it is yeah yeah so, i've heard whereabouts are you exactly from i'm from new york upstate okay. new york you're from new york yes yeah okay. i'm from boonville Oh well, that's yeah. where we're at. Yeah, Boonville. Yeah. So, were you there um, in August? No, but that's when we competed in the nationals. Oh. That's where it was held. Yeah. Oh. It was in Boonville. Okay, okay. So who knows? We might have saw you. Yeah, there. we might have crossed paths sometime in there. Eh? Yeah, probably. Uh, it's fun, but you gotta watch all the time. Because mm -hmm. things just happen out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah, right. And I don't know, I've been racked up a few times. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. But you're here. Yep. Wow. Yeah, thank gosh. <laughs> um, and so you're Jesse? Yossi. Yossi. <laughs> okay. I'm Finn. Finn. Finlander. All right. Uh, wow. The okay. J's pronounced like a Y. Great. And you said you uh, have a sawmill? Or you had... No, I, uh, I just retired, but I cut with a power saw my whole career. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. A yeah. log saw, you know, cutting... Mm -hmm. I love cutting uh, saw logs for the grade. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get every little 
last dollar you can out of them, which yeah. you can't do in a machine. Right, like, right. You know, you have to go on the ground and look, and sometimes you can take off a half inch. Okay. You'll, you'll change a lot from a hundred dollar lock to a four hundred dollar lock. You know, it's but it's all experience and eye. Yeah, so. yeah, right. So you're you're one of the the greats then. <laughs> a dying breed, maybe. <laughs> There's not many like not, us not left. Many, not many. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So we're kind of well, like dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> but I still have like 20 saws in my garage. Oh, yeah? You know, throughout the years. Yeah. Right, right. Accumulate them. You know, so. <laughs> so have you been over to Wisconsin at all, the, the trade no. show over there? No, okay. not much. We started um, out, we were trained under Ken Lalamont. Who worked under Soren Erickson with a game of logging. So all right. That's how we all came to be. Mm -hmm. Ken. Ken was an excellent trainer. Right. Wow. Well, thanks a lot for stopping and talking to me. What's your name again? Marcus Steigerwald. Okay. I'll probably just give you a card because my <laughs> last name is extensive. <laughs> Steigerwald. Um, thank you. All right. Is that German or? It is. Okay. All right. It actually cool. means a walk in the forest in German language. Wait. Really? Yes. Oh my God. Destiny. Yes. I had no idea. Yes. <laughs> right? It's fate. It <laughs> um, okay. So you're the director of forest sales and marketing. Yes. So, so this is like the third day of the show. Day three of the show. <laughs> uh, we feel the culmination of the show is the completion of the quarter competition. It's a skills contest with 20 participants, and the winner has a grand prize is a hunting trip to Southeast Ohio. And we feel this is the biggest show in North America for cut-to-length logging. So okay. across North America, there's probably 30 forestry shows. Mm -hmm. uh, we participate in probably all or majority of them. Right. Um, but this region is heavily for cut-to-length equipment. And right. we have a expansive product offering for cut-to-length equipment. So one of our key core markets. Um, Lake States is also one of our home bases. We, we manufacture timber pole products in Wisconsin. So just a short two hours from here. Uh, we manufacture many of the machines you see in our booth today. We also have forest manufacturing operations in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and in Sweden. So those are our three manufacturing hubs for forest machines. Uh, this show, we have uh, a lot of roots in the area with manufacturing facilities and staff. And uh, the expansive vast timber resource makes it an uh, ideal location to sell many machines and put on such a show. I see you've got uh, a lot of real estate here. We do. Uh, <laughs> at this uh, venue. I, I, um. I, we are one of the <laughs> biggest sponsors of the Expo, maybe the biggest. And as you can see, we have one of the largest displays of equipment. Right. And we've been doing the forward competition. I think this is maybe our 25th year, very close to it. And it draws in uh, operators from all over North America. Uh, the one. The one thing we like about this show, being that it's the largest cut to length show, is we do see visitors from all over North America, U.S. and Canada. In fact, uh, two of the registrants for the Florida competition are from Kentucky. Uh, last year we had a, a gal from Washington State fly all the way here just for the for the Florida competition. So, so it really brings in uh, cut to length loggers from all over the country. 
and mm -hmm. uh, high population right here in our backyard. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what is the full order competition? What are they doing? So the full order competition is really a skills contest. So they start on the end and they go through a series of cones and you can't knock the uh, tennis balls off the cones. And you have to position logs in between red stakes without hitting the, the stakes and knocking anything over. And then the culmination of the event as you come into the crowd is you have to stack these blocks up while hundreds of people are watching you do it. So it's uh, very intense uh -huh. to try and stack those up, uh, all five blocks on top. And, it, and when the last block is, uh, is done and the grapple goes back in the trailer, your time is done. Oh, okay. So if you okay. knock the cones over, if you touch one of the red stakes with the cones, you're assessed a penalty on top of your time. Mm -hmm. So even if you have the best time, if you make a lot of mistakes, you're penalized. All right. Okay. So it's a combination of precision as well as speed. I see. I see. All right. And so they're finished when the grapple goes back into the... Um, the back of the forwarder. Yep. Neat, neat. Yeah, so okay. stack, stack the blocks, put the grapple on top of the trailer, mm -hmm. turn the machine off, raise their hands, and just right. time pop stops. And so what are the forwarders they're using here? So this year we have, uh, this is the first year we've used our larger 875 forwarder. Um, that is really our largest model in the Lake States region. We do make another larger model um, for Canada and parts of New England that's not as popular here, but this is the first year we've used the Model 875 in the show. So I feel like it kind of levels out the playing field because none of the competitors this year have this model machine, so it's kind of an equal playing field for everybody. Uh -huh. Okay, all right, Last, so it's the first in, time there. In years past, some, uh, some guys that are running a, the same model they have have won. Got it. This year it looks like uh, we have an interesting leaderboard at the moment with the four leaders not having this type of machine. So. Okay, great. Um, so the show's been going pretty well so far. It's been going good so far, yes. <laughs> great. Um, great, well thanks for talking to us. Not a problem. <laughs> Alright. Thanks for listening to the Northern Logger Podcast. For a complete list of interviewees, check out our show notes. For more info on this year's Great Lakes Logging Expo, pick up your copy of the October issue of the Northern Logger Magazine and read my feature article. You can subscribe to the magazine on our website, northernlogger.com. That's it from the Northern Logger Podcast. Until next time.